0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the No Rain, No Flowers podcast. This is your host, Curly Rasbaugh. Um, This is my eighth episode, I believe, and this is a very special episode for me. Um, The person that I have recorded with, I have known for a while, and when I had heard Um, briefly, about the things that he was going through, it actually blew my mind because you never know what somebody else is going through, especially when they don't show it. So I feel like a lot of you will also be shocked. A lot of you know who this person is and he's very active in sports and um, just in our school in general. So um, he's a very good example of somebody who looks like they have it all or that they're unfazed but truly has a story of how their mental health has taken a a punch, essentially. So, I want to preface this by saying, um, if you are listening to my podcast, this is, of course, a safe space, and everybody that comes on my podcast trusts me, so... Um, I don't condone any bullying or harassment towards anybody and what they have to say on my episodes. Um, so if that's happening, just don't do that, please. That is not why I'm doing this podcast. Um, I want to remind everybody that we all need to show each other love and support through what other people have gone through. and. Um, It's really important that we embrace each other and accept them. So um, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest and we'll get into the episode. All right. So the guest we have this week is.
1: Hi, my name is Thomas Curtis. Uh, I go to Lakeland High School. I play golf and basketball and yeah.
0: Yeah, so Tommy this week is on the podcast. Um, We've gone to school for
1: for, a long time. Yeah, for like six years.
0: (laughs) So we've been pretty good friends and I'm very excited to have Tommy on. This has been something that we've been like trying to schedule for for,
1: a couple months. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for like a couple months. So I'm really happy that we are finally doing it. So Tommy, anything you want to say before we get started?
1: Should be a fun time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Okay, so tell me, tell me about what you feel like mental health is or how you've seen it in yourself and in your peers.
1: So I see mental health as a... Uh, shoot. <laughs> You're good. I guess it's a tricky subject to the point where like, it's hard to dig deep to really know what your mental health is. Uh, I never really found myself until probably junior year. I didn't know who I was. And I saw like the mental health go crazy. Uh, I obviously play golf, Mm -hmm. which is an all mental sport. Uh, Physically, I could probably play a thousand holes a day if I wanted to, but mentally I could not. I can play about 36 holes mentally strong. Mm -hmm. And that's all built up from the past seven years of playing. But mental health and what I like, I see guys like slam their clubs down, stuff like that. I used to do that. I actually broke a club over my knee three years ago. So like in mental health, like you got to have a strong mental health to be good at everything you do. Yeah. And like some people don't have that, which is okay because they can definitely like this podcast is great. Like people can (laughs) learn. Yeah. People can learn. They can. Uh, go to a psychologist, which people say is so bad, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Yeah. But, yeah, that's how I see mental health in it. And, yeah.
0: So you feel like mental health and sports are besties? Like, they go hand in hand together?
1: In my opinion, yes. Now, people think, like, obviously, sometimes, like, football, you have to be physical. Yeah. But in football, I noticed I played football for seven, eight years of my life. And I noticed that the mental health side of it is a big part. I was scared going in as a freshman, being a running back on varsity because one of our guys got hurt. Mm -hmm. So I was I was scared and I ended up quitting that year because of how scared I was. Yeah. And people don't know that I got bullied for it. Yeah. And it was not good.
0: Yeah. Um, So you said you can go to like a sports psychologist. Have you done that before?
1: I have. So uh, this would be a good time to bring up. I shot a 95 last year in our first Invitational. And a 95 is terrible, obviously. And yeah. some kids it's not, but I'm going to college for it, which means I definitely shouldn't shoot a 95. <laughs> but I noticed that I, I cried after every match. If I won, I still cried. And the mental stress on me was terrible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so I went and saw Donovan Martin, who is a sports psychologist in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He works for Purdue Fort Wayne athletes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw him for about three months. And three months prior to that, 95, I shot a 69 with zero tears. Well, I did have some tears of joy because I'd never shot under par in a tournament before. So I was (laughs) like, oh, yeah, sweet. But no, it was definitely a fun time. Uh, But he helped me so much by just drilling me mentally. He actually made me do physical work while thinking about other things to try Mm -hmm. to get my mind off the goal. And, like, mentally mentally he made me stronger, and now people can't really get to me anymore.
0: Yeah. So the benefits that you got from sports psychology has ultimately improved the way that you play golf.
1: In the past year, I have – I mean, I've improved probably six to seven strokes of what I was playing at Mm -hmm. from just mentally – like, so
0: what did he do to help you? You said that he drilled you mentally. What does that mean?
1: He threw words at me. He he made fun of me every time I did something. And then he d- informed me that this is all just a process. Mm. He wasn't trying to be mean, but he made fun of me. He pushed me around, made me feel very, very tiny. And then we built off that tininess to make me bigger, Uh, I got stronger while doing all of this mentally, not physically. And like, he made me cry probably 12 times in one session before. But like, it was good because I needed to get everything out. He made me talk to him about my home life, which my home life has always been okay. Like my parents have supported me in everything. My mom, my dad, especially have supported me in everything. My sisters, Mm -hmm. my brother is always there. Uh, But like, The thing about home life is you don't share everything with your parents ever. I know. I don't know a single person that does. Yeah. And when you have that mental health going on, like if my parents would have seen it, like obviously we'll get into it later, but how I went to the hospital for it. Yeah. Like I probably would have been screwed now and I wouldn't have gone to college for it. Yeah. So he drilled me mentally, made me cry multiple times. Uh, There was this one drill where I was binge pressing and then he'd act like he'd hit me, but mentally he's not hitting me,
0: yeah,
1: or anything. But like, he's he made me think that mentally that yeah. I, he was hitting me, and he wasn't. Wow. So it's like it, it was it was tough. And like, if you're serious about going to college for literally anything, if it's just a really hard degree, go see a psychologist if you don't feel stable enough to do it.
0: Yeah, to give almost like confidence. Yeah. And give like you stability. that. Give yourself
1: that confidence boost that you need. Because people think, like, it's a wussy thing to do. No.
0: No. That's a big thing is, like, stigma. There's been stigma on mental health, which means people treat other people differently or you treat yourself differently because you have bad mental health. So, like, people who go to therapy, they look down on them because they see it as a weakness. But it's really not a weakness. I mean, you're going and bettering yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: And it also has to do with the people around you. If you have negative people around you, friends, uh, even family. I mean, I've seen family members that are very negative towards their other family. And Mm -hmm. that's just terrible because, like, kids our age, we have so much stress. I know I can name names right now, but I'm not going (laughs) to, that have stress, but will say they don't. And, like, I've seen them cry, but they won't cry in front of people. They'll cry in front of me because I've seen it. And they yeah. know that I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, people are scared to cry, which is – it's it's a thing. He, humans cry. <laughs> like, they think – It's allowed to
0: sh- – you're, like, allowed to show emotion. Yeah.
1: And, like, people think it's bad when I cry when I'm happy. Like, uh, no, tears of joy. Mm-hmm. But it's me expressing, like, how happy I am emotionally. Yeah. So – Which yeah. is
0: important, you would say, to – you be gotta able to give show your, that. yeah.
1: And like, I have the conference win up on my wall at home, and people are like, oh, that's cocky. No, it's to prove to myself that I've done it before and that I can keep doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to college for golf. I,
1: I, I like, I need that confidence because next year, those coaches will not give me any slack. Yeah. I mean, it's a year round sport in college.
0: Yeah. Um, so when we were freshmen, that's when COVID hit. And we were forced to stay at home. How was COVID for
1: you? Uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had a girlfriend throughout COVID, uh, Sky. And obviously, I'm sure people that listen know who she is because yeah. she's been to everything.
0: We love Sky, by <laughs> the way.
1: <laughs> but uh, I got to a certain point before we started dating during COVID where I was 200 pounds. I worked out a lot, and I wasn't a fat 200. Like I was a solid 200 pounds. It looked like I was going to be a middle linebacker for an NFL team, and I did not want to look like that. But I had body dysmorphia, and body dysmorphia goes is a disease where you think your body doesn't look like in a mirror. You look fat, but in per, like reality, if someone looks at you, you're perfectly fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it's never like I've always had it. But I've never told anybody about it until mm-hmm. Sky came along and she made me feel so confident about myself. I lost 50 pounds and she told me she felt like I shouldn't play golf for a little while because of how much stress it was putting on me. So I took a year off of golf when COVID hit. Uh, obviously, we didn't have the school season. So yeah. I took it all off. Obviously, I played nine holes here and there, but nothing too dramatic. Mm-hmm and it was a really nice reset for me because at the time i was not i was not okay like mentally my parents saw it my mom like i played video games for like hours and hours then i'd go work out and then keep playing video games my grades were slipping terribly i mean i i went from a 4.0 gpa to literally a 3.2 in one trimester oh
0: my gosh
1: so uh, like and People don't know that about me. Like, people think, oh, well, he's kind of stupid anyway. So, like, I see, like, how it is. But, like, no. Like, I actually was not stupid <laughs> when yeah. I was a freshman. Yeah. So, like, it definitely, like, was nice getting her to be my girlfriend first off. And yeah. Let alone, like, that's probably the person I'll marry. So, like, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to have that company in your life when, yeah. even if it's a friend, to have yeah. that, like, positive company that will yeah. always help you out.
0: So, you said that you suffered from body dysmorphia. So, do you want to explain that a little bit more?
1: So, I was a freshman coming in. Uh, I played football the my summer of freshman year, and everybody called me small. Uh, I was weak. Obviously, as a freshman, you're going to be way weaker than a senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball came along. I was still weak. I looked like I barely ate. I was I, in the middle school as an eighth grader. I was huge. I was yeah. taller than everybody. And then everybody caught up to me. Yeah. So like as a short guy, like I didn't really work out that much besides like some pushups and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I look great. And go in the middle or high school. And then like all these guys are like huge six foot three massive people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I look terrible. And that's where like my body dysmorphia really came from. Mm-hmm. so i started working out three hours a day uh drank a lot of protein shakes took a lot of creatine uh never did tren, which is a steroid which is surprising because i was on that route but oh i did it
0: uh
1: and like that's where like the mental health comes in at like i was not strong so like i was like I have to like do all of this stuff. Take all these supplements. All these influencers on the internet were telling me to take these supplements. Mm-hmm. And everybody's
0: trying to tell you how your body should look. Yeah,
1: uh, and you, what to like, do to help it. I've deleted most of my social media. Yeah, and the reason for that is like I see all these guys with like twelve packs. I'm like, I want that, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But like, you, in reality, that's not like who you are you know, yeah. as a person. Like. I'm a teddy bear. Like, I don't want to be that guy that is a gym bro.
0: Yeah.
1: So, like.
0: A gym bro. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't want to be that, honestly. And, like, people, like, I work out with, like, younger guys, and I always tell them, like, it's not the way you look. Like, I want you to be able to squat 500 pounds before you have a six pack. Mm-hmm. Like, be strong. Don't yeah. go for that like body look. Like, there's so many kids training for bodybuilding at our age, and that's not okay because that kills yeah. your body.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: Wow. Um, you had mentioned that Sky kind of pulled you out of that slump. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: yeah. It's kind of emotional for me to talk about it because I was in such a bad state until mm-hmm. I found her. Uh, we knew each other from. I mean 12 years old and up. So mm. we obviously knew about each other. We started dating my beginning of my freshman year and then we broke up because we just felt like it was gonna be hard to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah because
1: she goes to another school. Yeah, uh, she goes to Westview, yeah, obviously. So like that being our rival school too, I always grew up hating Westview. Yeah so I had to learn how to like Westview again. Oh no. but uh, there's been plenty of arguments about it. <laughs> which is better. Which is good. Oh it's always good to have arguments. <laughs> but no, it was she helped me find my place in life where like I finally found who I was. Uh she told me that uh no matter what I do in life, she'll always love me. And it was like something like a mother would say almost. Uh... But it was like it was it was really sweet how she said it and how she like helped me out. And like people are like, Oh, it seems like you guys fight a lot. We don't. That's the thing. Like people think we fight all the time. Yeah. And like we don't we are you because we're two very strong headed people and yeah. we like our stuff. <laughs> but like she's people don't understand like what she's done for me in life and like uh, relationships aren't all about like buying each other things. Like yeah. mentally you guys need to keep each other company as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And like i see kids like walking around holding hands that's not what i'm talking about like they don't understand yet like it's a different thing when like it feels long distance because we only see each other once twice a week so like we rely on FaceTime. we tell each other how our day was we have a schedule almost where like we go through the things every month we check in with each other Mm -hmm. and like it's another way to fix problems in life like i don't know like Her mom had a stroke and how we were about three to four months into dating at the time. And obviously I'm not going to share a lot because that's her story, but like she was not mentally okay at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that I helped her out a lot because she helped me out and I felt like I, like as a boyfriend, I owed that to her. Yeah. And like we were there for each other. We kept each other company. We went over to her mom's house all the time. We helped her out. It was great. So like mm-hmm. seeing her mom mentally like get back from that, like now she can walk, she can do everything normal almost. Wow. And like that's another thing. Like her parents have like helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And like Rex is amazing. That's her dad. Aww. And like he's he's just cool. Like he's a he's another dad to me.
0: Yeah. like my dad
1: is like they all grew up differently like i'm sure your parents grew up differently than we did yeah. and they were oh, yeah. they, their parents were hard on them mm-hmm. and just like our parents were trying to be hard on us but like that's that's where like those second parents come in like i'm sure callie's mom is like a mom to you too
0: oh
1: my gosh yeah so like that's where like the mental health part comes in like they help you mentally while yeah. your parents like well, you I, kind of butt
0: heads yeah, with them,
1: like yeah. not necessarily destroy you mentally, but they do make you mad. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It makes you feel weird. They kind of
0: help you step back and look at look at it as a different perspective to understand the situation a little bit more. Hundred percent. Yeah, and which like, is important. Like support. And
1: that's why I love my parents. My dad was always hard on me in golf, and look where it's got me. Like yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah. My mom was always very cool, chill. She mm-hmm. was like, "I want you to do whatever makes you happy." I did golf, and she. supported me all the way in it, too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, even my mom, for example, is, like, a big aspect of my life because of what she's gone through. Yeah. And same with my dad. So, like, if you don't mind, I'll talk about it real quick. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. So, my mom is a bus driver here at Lakeland. Bus 11, I'm sure. Some of you (laughs) ride her bus. And she uh has gone through a lot of mental stuff on the bus which is amazing like I was like there's no way like you're going through all this stuff right now a kid literally ate her groceries one time that she bought that she had in the back of the bus and like it's like she like spent hundreds of dollars on these groceries and she was so excited and like they ate it oh my gosh they actually stole the steak out of the bag and put it in their bag, i guess so it was crazy it was a crazy time holy (laughs) cow it was was weird but like it was mentally she was down all the time and like my stepdad helped her and then she'd always talk to me and my family and like Mm -hmm. my family i think has helped her out a lot yeah but like she just kept on plugging away and Personally, I think she's one of the best bus drivers that we have. Of course. And, yeah. like, uh, she's nice to every kid that you – like, every kid that I've ever talked to about her, she's apparently amazing. Yeah. And, like, obviously, as her kid, she's even nicer to me. So, mm-hmm. like, you guys can't even imagine <laughs> how awesome it is at home. But,
0: yeah,
1: like, uh, I only see her two to three times a week, sadly. And, like, I wish I could see her more, but – Growing up at a different house all the time, obviously my parents are divorced, which mentally taxes you sometimes because you're yeah. like, God, I just wish you guys could just everybody get along. Yeah. But like, it doesn't work like that in the world, sadly. Yeah. And like my dad, on the other hand, just had heart surgery. He mentally wow. had to be tough to get over that in two months. And now he's walking six miles a day or whatever it is. Oh
0: my god. So like,
1: it's, it's insane what people can do when they just put their head to it. Yeah. And like, my mom, uh, I don't know what would be another one with her where like mentally she's always been a strong person mm-hmm. and like she's me and her butt heads all the time. Oh, this is right. No, this is right. And like my dad's a very like even chill person where it's like whatever I'm gonna think my thing. You just go think your thing. Yeah. And me and and mom's helped me like clear my vision so much to the point where like. Oh, yeah, I was so stupid. <laughs> and like, then she, she doesn't try to say I told you so, but she will. Like, she'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like you said, you got uh, people butt heads. And my mom has always loved me for who I am. And my sisters and my brother, like, my sisters are insane, but they're mm-hmm. amazing people. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll hate that I said that, but <laughs> they are, and they know they are. And my brother is a kookhead, too. But,
0: oh, my gosh.
1: But, no, they've all been so successful in life, and I just want to be somewhat like them, and mom has been a yeah. huge part of that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like you have a really good support system. 100%. Which is really important. Yeah. Because you're going to go through up and ups and downs in your life. Okay. It's inevitable. Everybody's going to experience bad mental health at some point. But being able to have people around you to bring you out of that and save you in a way is extremely important. Yeah. So I'm really glad to hear that you do have a very strong support system. Yep.
1: Family's everything.
0: Yes. Um, let's talk about social media.
1: Okay. So <laughs> this one is a little hard for me because I've always gone through Ups and downs. I've deleted social media probably a total of a hundred times, but throughout my life because I hate it, but I love wow. it. Like I need yeah. something to do when I'm home, <laughs> and like social media is that thing. But no, it's addicting. It is addicting, and that's a problem for our generation yep. because we are so all hooked on it. Like we said, I see guys on social media with twelve packs. Well. Everybody wants a 12-pack, man. Yeah. Like, we get it. But you don't have to tell people what supplements to take to make them harm yeah. themselves.
0: It's creating unrealistic
1: expectations. 100%. For
0: guys and for girls. That's
1: genetics. 12-packs, 8-packs, I don't even care what you have. A pack is a genetic. <laughs> like, ain't nobody just going to get a 6-pack from doing crunches, okay? Yeah. And they, like, put these workouts out there, but people, like, keep doing these workouts, and they, they follow these workouts to the point where, like, well, I'm not seeing any of this. I think I'm just, like... A loser no you're strong yeah. but like mentally it just kills people yeah so my story was uh oh how was it uh, sectionals of my junior year so sophomore year obviously did not oh no it was sophomore year sectionals so i took that year off of golf mm-hmm. i come back i win conference sophomore year people We're like, oh, you shot 80. It's like, okay, I shot 80. I get it. Like, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, posted that I won conference on Twitter. And anybody can go look at this. Uh, Tommy Curtis 04 was the thing. And it's still up on the page because I want people to see it when Mm -hmm. I talk about it. So, like, six reporters from two from southern Indiana saw the score. And told me that I sucked, I need to get better, and that I'm not going to make it out of sectionals. I was like, okay, people are going to do this. I, they're going to hate. That's how it is. It's how the world works. And then more people commented. More people commented, you suck. You're a loser. Uh, get a life. You're not going to college. Dreams that I had at that time. Uh, I was talking to... It was a coach I met at Ball State who was a – he was like an assistant coach there. And uh, he told me I never had a chance to golf at Ball State in my life. So I was like, ouch. Wow. So it all hit me after I got one singular message from a reporter. Like Uh, a
0: direct message? Direct
1: message. Contacted me, got my cell phone number somehow. And uh, left me a voicemail that was very hateful, and I'm not going to say what he said because I physically, like, I mentally cannot say it. Like, it would, your podcast would get canceled. So, like, <laughs>
0: let's not do that. <laughs> but
1: uh, no, it was, it wasn't a very good message. Uh, I what broke was like down. the
0: gist of what the the reporter said?
1: <laughs> uh, like a, uh, it was like on the lines of. You don't even deserve to play the game. You're a piece of S-H-I-T. And I can't say the rest because there was some... He used slang, uh, called me a cracker, stuff like that. Like, it was crazy. Like, oh this guy God. was crazy. And, and he uh, was
0: a reporter.
1: He's not anymore because I reported it. Yeah. And I, I sent them the message. I sent the uh, I-S-H-A-A the message and i was like you guys have got to see this and then i broke down i fell on top of my car uh i was walking to my car from a party that my family had and nobody had seen me for 20-ish minutes and i was on my car almost passed out on the ground and i couldn't feel anything and i was hyperventilating i passed out on the way to the hospital in the car because i told them i didn't want an ambulance which I probably should have just had an ambulance to calm me down first. Yeah. But I didn't because at the time I thought I was mentally cool. And, like, I was like, oh, this is just some weird happening with my heart. No. It was anxiety attack where, like, uh, luckily I only took pills for, like, just a little while. But uh, I went to the hospital. Uh, when they got me out, they had to put me in a wheelchair because I couldn't move because I was in shock from breathing so weirdly. Mm-hmm. I couldn't open the door because my, like, I, I can't show it, but, like, it was, like, crumbled up and, like, in a fist that I couldn't open. And, like, mentally I was just out of it and out of luck. And my parents talked, and we found out the situation. I reported it. It was finally got cleared up to the point where, like, I just deleted social media. My parents basically made me. So,
0: so did your parents know previous to you going to the hospital that – This happened with the reporter, or did they find out when you went to the hospital?
1: I told them when I went to the hospital. (laughs) So I was like, I said, Sky didn't even know about this. So I kept everything from everybody because I was like, people are going to hate on me. So, like, I grew up thinking I was a badass. Like, I was (laughs) like, ain't nobody going to stop me. I'm cool. (laughs) Like, I'm the coolest kid in school. Right. And, uh, Obviously, as a cocky little sophomore winning my, like, first-ever conference match, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so cool. Like, ain't nobody going to tear me down. Oh, well, they tore me down, and I figured out that I'm not mentally strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't even cry because I was in shock. Like, it was bad. And um, a lot of people know Brock Bateman, mm-hmm. and he was the one that ended up calming me down to get me in the car. And then uh, mom was the driver, and thank God she – was like a NASCAR driver going <laughs> to the hospital, and Sky was there. She was holding my hand. Woody was making sure I was awake. Who's my stepdad? Mm-hmm. My dad met us there, and like my whole family was there in the lobby waiting to hear what happens. And like Sky, like snuck in, and like with my parents to the room because at this time it was a COVID. Like people can't not go back there yeah. in an the emergency room, but. uh So like she snuck in and it was, it was crazy.
0: Wow. So ultimately you had an anxiety attack.
1: Yep. That's what they uh, said that I had, but uh, it was, yeah, it was not good. It was not a fun time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you can hear the sawing noise in the background, we are recording at school.
1: So it's a little bit, weird here because yeah. we have so much construction going so on. so much construction.
0: But... So don't mind that. But that is yeah. a lot.
1: It's And people don't know that. So when they listen to it, they'll be like, they'll probably look at me differently like yeah. from what I came from. But uh, people say I'm privileged. And I am a little bit privileged because I live on a golf course. I mean, I have the stuff given to me to be successful. Yeah. But like – you got to be mentally strong to play any sport you do. Yeah. Uh, I played tennis my freshman year, found out how mentally tough that was. Um, I played basketball all my life, football all my life. Uh, Did track my eighth grade year. That was terrible. I hate running. (laughs) Um, But, like, I've learned so much in the past where, like, mentally it tears things down and it, it's a tough subject to talk about, for sure. Yeah. And, like, when people hear that I've gone to the hospital for it, uh, they're going to be pretty surprised. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. I was surprised when I found out about it, too. Yeah. Because people just don't understand or know that other people struggle. And they, you know, if, let's say, people don't like you, they just see that side. They don't kind of give you the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Um, but.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
0: that's – That
1: is – It's uh, it's definitely a tough one to talk about, but uh, I've just recently gone open about it mm-hmm. just a little bit. Uh, I finally told my college coach about it, and he was, like, very supportive about it. Uh, for all of you that don't know, I am going to college for golf and happy at Holy Cross uh, College which is right across from Notre Dame, so that's sweet. Mm-hmm. But if I wouldn't have had the uh, mental stability that I've had the past year, I definitely would not be going to college. I'd be going to a trade school, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I was a hard worker doing that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: You and had other goals Other to go. goals, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any advice for somebody who is going through the same things that you were?
1: see somebody don't be afraid and tell your parents it's not i mean like i know it's like you might have well hard-ass parents where like they literally just want you to be successful like that's all they're trying to get at they're not being mean and like the fact is like kids think they are already mentally strong but you're not you're Mm -hmm. never mentally like no one is ever going to master being mentally strong
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, people think they have, but they haven't because if you put them in certain situations, they will break down. So, like, if you see somebody that's – like, if you have a hard home life, go to a psychologist. There's cheap ones. There's ones that will do it for free. Go see a family member. Yeah. Just
0: talking to somebody.
1: Like, it doesn't matter if it's a friend or a true psychologist or a – what do you go to? Therapist? A therapist. Therapist. Like, uh, you can go to anybody. And, like, another thing, if you're going to go play college anything, realize that it's going to take up a lot of your time. So you have to be mentally strong for that. So if you're not already, then I'm telling you now, talk to somebody. Because yeah. you don't want to bre- have a mental breakdown in college.
0: Yeah. I College, and it's like when you go from middle school to high school. It's different. Before, it's different. Same. I got
1: body dysmorphia, for you, and I thought I was freaking fit and <laughs> – looking good in middle school and i was not you (laughs) were
0: for like the middle school standards yeah no
1: and i was i was tall for a middle schooler too me and johnny Wright were the same height and he is now six four and i am like five eight (laughs) so like like at the time like you You feel on top of the world yeah it's amazing in middle school but you get to high school and college is going to be the same thing it's going to be guys that are older stronger no more i mean smarter kids People that have four point fives. I am not a four point five student. <laughs> I am planning to get there, but I'm not now. So, like, it's it's different. Yeah. So, no matter what level of college you're going to, just talk to somebody, try your best, and whatever happens, happens. Because life is going to happen. Life's going to get in the way. Yeah.
0: And it's okay to admit that you're struggling. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to ask for help.
1: Just know. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Just go at it full speed. If you get knocked over, jump right back up. Keep talking to people. Uh, and find those positive friends in your life and drop the negative ones, mm-hmm. even if it's hard to drop the negative ones because it is. But drop them because yeah. it's not worth it. If I didn't have my friends like Owen Troyer, Ben Kyle, uh, Christian Troyer, Dion Marshall, obviously everybody knows Dion, right? <laughs> And what he's gone through but he's had to be mentally strong from like the point he's he has a kid yeah and he's been so mentally strong he has a job he's financially okay he's doing good and like that's hard
0: yeah he's uh, had to grow up
1: he's, quickly and he has and that's like i'm sure he's had nights where he's cried before and like owen troyer uh, I, that kid is freaking strong mentally like it's insane uh, Christian, another one, insane. Mm-hmm. Ben, I, you can't phase that kid. I don't know what's up with him, but you just can't break through his walls. And he's awesome. But uh guys like that that are that help you in life, like you you need those friends too. Like yeah. you can't just
0: do like, it alone. Yeah,
1: it's hard. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. Okay. Everybody wants to give out shout outs. Do you want to give a shout out?
1: Uh, my mom and my dad and my girlfriend, I guess. I, <laughs> uh, definitely, if you have a choice to ride a certain bus, ride bus 11. <laughs> but Other than that, buy a house from Trent Curtis and go there from go. there, I guess. So.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Tommy, for being on. And I appreciate it. And yeah. All right. Thank you so much to Tommy Curtis for recording with me this week. Um, Like I mentioned before, I've wanted to record with him for a while, and I'm really happy that I finally got the chance to. Um, This episode was really hard for me to record because it breaks my heart that Tommy has had to go through what he has, and I'm very certain that there are people out there that have gone through this similar things that he has. Um, so my heart goes out to all of you. And if you're struggling, um, make sure that you talk to somebody, um, like Tommy said, whether it's a psychologist, a therapist, a friend, a trusted adult, your family, um, what you're going through doesn't have to end you. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, your downfall. You can always pick up from there. So, um, that's something important to know. Also, if you're struggling with thoughts of suicide, of course, there's the suicide hotline prevention. The suicide prevention hotline is what it's called. Um, and that number is 988 and that is open 24 seven. So if you're having thoughts of suicide or, um, you know, of people who are having thoughts of suicide, um, that number is always available. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, this is a very important episode to me. I don't know how many times I've said that, but, um, again, let's remain kind and kind. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let's remain kind and let's embrace Tommy and, you know, show him some love. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll see you next week.